Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nostalgia Effect, the podcast where we examine movies from our childhood through the lens of adulthood. It's just me and Johnny today because Joe has food poisoning, which just sucks <laughs> really bad. Joe is under the weather, Amy, all right? You don't have to give more information than that. He's uh, indisposed. At the indisposed. <laughs> well, either way, he's not here. Yes, we're holding it down without the wisdom of Joe, but he's in, he's in spirit. He's here in spirit. Yeah, it's unfortunate though because he's the only one who hasn't seen the movie that we're talking about today. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I thought, and yeah, the I thought... trailer is a big trailer that we're going to talk about today too. So it's unfortunate he has to miss this jam-packed episode. Talking trailers, what do we got? Finally, the new the not the new the first teaser trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder is here and. Oh my god. And it's awesome. I am so excited. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I think anything, well, when they announced that Thor was getting, because I think Thor Ragnarok's a, you know, you could have ended the Thor mm -hmm. movies there. But not with the way it ended with Endgame and Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting that out of Thor being the big three of the Avengers, it's like, mm -hmm. you know, those films came out, that he's the only one that got a fourth one, which makes, it's interesting. I mean, Thor Ragnarok's probably my favorite MCU movie. I mm -hmm. mean, it's just really good. So I'm glad that they get to do it again. Yeah, especially with Taika. Mm -hmm. The first one was Candace Branagh. And did he do the second one as well? I don't think he did the second one. I think one. so. I think he might have. Because um, I've only seen the second one twice. I saw it when I first watched it a long, long time ago, not in theaters. And then I saw it again, I think either before Ragnarok came out or before Infinity War when I tried to watch as much MCU as I could. Okay. No, it wasn't directed by, by Kenneth Branagh. Some guy, Alan Taylor. Yeah. That one, I think, but, is the worst MCU movie. Yeah. Of all yeah. time. People um, people don't like it. I only remember seeing it the one time, and I barely remember anything about it. So I don't remember anything about it from either time I've watched it. I don't remember pretty much anything from the first Thor movie, but I remember more from the first Thor movie than I do from the second one. Yeah. No, uh, I feel you. Um, same way. I mean, the first one's got it. It's, 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 I think it's better the now. When I first saw it, I thought it was just okay. But Thor Ragnarok is just like... It, it's it, perfect. It feels almost kind of... It's since it's Taika, it it's not the same, but it has the same feel of James Gunn's Guardians movies, just because he incorporates the music really well into the mm -hmm. scenes, at least yep. for Immigrant Song. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, that one's just more fun. It's just more like whimsical, mm -hmm. I guess, maybe is the, maybe the right word. But it's definitely a, a drastic departure from what the first two Thor movies were. So uh, I am glad to see it. Uh, the trailer definitely, it gives you the same vibes for well, sure. Well, especially with Sweet Child of Mine is the song running through this teaser. And then they used Immigrant Song as a running theme through Ragnarok's teasers and trailers. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, it looks it looks interesting. Uh, so we're getting Korg. Korg's back. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Always Korg, good. it seems, in this movie. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping... Um, but yeah, you get a couple scenes with Korg, um, Russell Crowe's in it. He plays Zeus. Um, so that'd be interesting. That's who it was. I could not tell yeah, yeah. who it was from the back. And I haven't really looked up anything about casting outside of the normal, we know these characters are in this because they're Thor characters. Yeah. And then, well, Christian Bale's also in, he's the bad guy. <gasps> he plays, um, um, what's his face? Um, something God Butcher. I keep forgetting that name. Um, but he plays the bad guy in that movie. It was when it was announced. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." I mean, Christian Bale, 
there's so many like good actors in MCU stuff that like I've, I've been watching. This is off topic, but I've been watching uh, Moon Knight. You've been watching uh, Moon Knight, yeah, too, right? Of course. And just the scenes with Oscar Isaac and uh, Ethan Hawke. Oh my god, it's so, it's so good. good. You're like shit. This is a fucking like. There are times where you're like, okay, this is an MCU project. Mm-hmm. I'll kind of follow the same little formula. But I do like seeing these actors that I'm like, oh, these are legitimate. These are movie actors, actors, not TV actors. Yeah, yeah. That's a great thing I think about having all these mini series that's really popular now is we mm-hmm. get quote movie actors doing TV, so we get more of them for the same content or story. Yeah. I think Andrew Garfield has a new show coming out um, somewhere. It's a limited series based on a novel. Instead of doing a movie for it, they went with a limited series of eight or ten episodes. And I don't think Andrew Garfield's ever done any TV. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of these MCU actors have never done TV before. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. So like I'm saying, Christian Bale's Gore, it's Gore the God Butcher is who he's playing. And then in the trailer, we get a little little peek of uh, yeah, Natalie, Natalie Portman, Portman. As, the, as the Mighty Thor. I asked you the other day, that's Natalie Portman, right? Because it was so mm-hmm. hard for me to, I watched it twice in both times. One was on my phone screen and then one was on my computer. Both times it was so hard for me to tell if it was actually her or not because of the yeah. helmet. That's her. That's her. Yeah, I mean, she had, holding... I figured it was her. She had the costuming of Thor but just mm-hmm. feminized and then yeah. she had the yeah they, she had the Mjolnir that uh Cape Shet broke apart yeah it's like reforged well but yeah. it's got the cracks in it I think it looks mm-hmm. pretty cool that looks really cool I, I'm interested to see how I mean I'm just interested to see the story um play out and what's uh what's what's happening what's gonna happen yeah because it's almost half Thor introduction to Natalie Portman's run as Thor and then 2.5 Guardians of the Galaxy movie yeah so I'm interested to see how much they're in that movie um mm-hmm. if they're in it through like the whole thing is it just at the beginning yeah, yeah it's like at the beginning the trailer does show him traveling through different you know through space because yeah, and... he's using the battle axe to travel mm-hmm. he has the rainbow thing coming out of it so it looks like he's using it to to travel yeah the bifrost mm-hmm. yeah i don't know this movie just looks the trailer is perfect it mm-hmm. definitely captures the mood of what the what the movie is trying to be uh but it doesn't give a whole lot away uh in terms of like plot so it's like the perfect teaser trailer i was i was really happy mm-hmm. to see it. and it's interesting to see tessa thompson's character valkyrie she's just in a, a business suit and basically mayor of the town that they built yeah so it, it's interesting I'm, I'm interested to see i'm i guess to pick up like where we left off with these characters mm-hmm. um in because the last time we saw any of them really was uh endgame right i think like at the very beginning of endgame when they went to go get fat thor which is a yeah, no, you get to see him like slimming down, taking off the fat. <laughs> I did, I did like that. I did like that they included the little his little uh, workout montage. Uh, Which doesn't make sense because in in game he just smashes his staff and becomes you know normal. But he's form. still fat. No, he's still fat. Is he? Yeah. It's been that's, so that's, long since I've seen any MCU movie that's not in the past two years, three years since Endgame. I haven't yeah. watched Endgame since Endgame was on Disney Plus or came on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he, yeah, because I remember thinking when it happened, because I did think, oh, he was going to get his armor back and he was just going to be regular Thor. Mm-hmm. But he was, he's, he remained the same size. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Uh, and I was like, cool. And I was kind of happy that, it, that he didn't just immediately mm-hmm. go back to being swole. And so the inclusion of him doing a little, uh, the chain the little, thing. Uh, the, yeah, the chain, working out with the chains. Um, and he's got the little hat and he's, you know, I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. I'm glad that they kept, they didn't just throw it away that, mm-hmm. you know, that he was the shape that he actually has to work out and like get back yeah. to his regular buff self. I think uh, that's that pretty he, funny. That- the Guardians have to be through at least that training montage because there's a scene where he's standing on a rock and he throws his cape off and it lands on Peter Quill. Yeah. And he's thin again. So, mm-hmm. and it also that really funny scene towards the end of the teaser where Peter's looking at the rest of the Guardians and then you see Thor oh, just kind keeps... of drifting over. <laughs> yeah. He's trying like, to like, I'm make listening. Eye contact. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, yeah. And Taika Waititi is just a genius. I I, I want to, everything that he makes, I'm, I'm down for. So. Yeah. So good. I'm it's exciting. So I got to wait till July. July 8th. Which, I mean, which I feel like two months and be two weeks. Soon. I think from now. Yeah. It'll be here before we know it. So. Yeah. Well, that's a quick talk in trailers, but we don't have Joe here to add in his commentary. And we asked him if he was feeling up to it to send us anything, but he didn't. I think from our conversation the other day, though, we know Joe is very excited about this. And this is the only thing that Joe will watch for this <laughs> only movie. You, oh. <laughs> He's only going to watch, watch the teaser trailer forever the rest oh, of his yeah. life. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, well, it kind of makes sense, right? Once you're sold on a movie, you don't need, to, you don't need any more. You don't even need to watch the teaser trailer. I, mean, I feel like if, it, if it's a movie like this that you know from experience with the director, with the characters, with the just overall property, you kind of are, are we were already sold on this movie before we even yeah. the teaser trailer and the teaser trailer True, just kind of like, sold us even more but you still want to see it like i, I just i i still want to I, like, even though i'm on board as soon as they announced thor 4 and you, you heard you know the casting mm -hmm. or whatever still want to see it yeah so yeah joe would love this yeah let's talk about though the movie they're going to talk about today which the is the movie the cable guy cable guy like i said earlier joe has not seen this movie but no you pick this movie, Johnny. You love yes. it. Yes. When's the last time you watched it? I haven't seen it in a long time. It's been okay. a while, probably. Like, I don't years. know. That's a good question. Yeah, it's been years. I can't even put a number on it. Mm -hmm. Maybe five, maybe ten. I don't know. But it was one of those ones where we had on VHS as a kid. And my cousins, me and my cousins used to watch it all the time. Mm -hmm. The lines, I just remember them. It's just one of those films where you've watched it so many times that the lines are stuck in your head. And anytime anybody says a certain thing, it'll pop up. You know, mm -hmm. it's a cable guy has always been. And we watched it when we were like really young. I don't remember how. This movie came out in 96. Yeah. And uh, it was a weird movie. But I remember just thinking it was it was funny. Jim Carrey mm. being I mean, Jim it was Carrey 90s stuff. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know until later that people really hate this movie. Really? Like people at the time, people at the time really, I don't know if it. I uh, think it was a box office flop, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. It bombed. It kind of like ended. There's a joke. Uh, one of the reasons why I know this is because there's a joke in The Simpsons, of course. Everything comes back to The Simpsons. <laughs> but there's a joke in The Simpsons where they're in a museum, a movie museum of movie props or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but it's a bootleg museum or whatever. And he's like, oh, look, it's the script to, to Cable Guy. And Homer Simpson's like, stupid script almost ruining Jim Carrey's career. And he's like, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lisa's like, oh, hey, look, it's the cane from Citizen Kane. And she's like, wait a minute. There's no cane in Citizen Kane. <laughs> and I just always That's that great. <laughs> but yeah, this is just one that I just constantly would watch. Mm -hmm. We would watch a lot. And so I don't think I ever really, like, I'd, it, I, I didn't understand the darker aspects of this movie. Mm -hmm. um, and I also didn't know that this was uh, Ben Stiller's, I'm pretty sure it was his first uh, film that he Directorial directed. Directorial debut, I think. I believe so. That would make sense, yeah. I mean, he... Uh, well, wait, when did Heavyweights come out? Is that 96 uh, or 98? Hmm, that's a good question. He direct, he, Did he direct that? Yeah. No, did he? 95. Really? I should, okay, okay. So they Oh, no, he did not direct it. He... Yeah, he's in it, but I know he didn't. I, was like, I he thought didn't he direct directed it. that as well. No, 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 no. Judd oh, Apatow wrote Heavyweights. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That I, now that I do know. And Judd Apatow produced this movie as well. Interesting. I did not know that. Huh. Interesting. No. Okay. So his first movie was Reality Bites. That's his first directorial movie in 94. That's the, uh, yeah. With Ethan Hawke. That's the Winona Ryder. 
Mm-hmm. So this is a movie. This is a favorite movie of mine. Not a favorite movie of mine, but it's definitely like one that, one that is I near saw. and dear to your heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you? What is what's your uh, what's your when reference for this movie? When we had first put this movie on the list, I had not seen mm-hmm. it, and I mm-hmm. completely forgot it was on the list. So about oh. I think six ish months ago, maybe uh-huh. it was leaving HBO. I think so. I watched it because I was like, oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, and you love Jim Carrey. Yeah, I love Jim Carrey, and I loved it when I watched it. But I watch so many movies a month that I've yeah. kind of forgotten some of the finer details. I completely forgot forgot that the twin brothers yeah, thing the brother yeah until you mm-hmm. mentioned it oh yeah i forgot that that was a little bit that is in here and i know mm-hmm. i just know that there's some random pieces with matthew broderick and jim carrey and yeah i could not name to you probably right now any particular scene but i kind of okay. know the broad strokes of the movie yeah, yeah. Okay. but i do remember loving it i do remember it's perfect 90s crazy jim carrey he is definitely the most unhinged well he, uh, well that's kind of hard to say because you did play the mask before and that, and the mask he's is played a the mask. Crazy... He's played the Riddler. I mean, Ace Ventura is even pretty unhinged. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this this one's like it's like a because it, it is funny and I find it funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it also very. Really... I remember it being pretty dark. Yeah, it's pretty dark. I mean, it's about a stalker. Yeah, he's a stalker. He's a crazy. He's a legitimately mm-hmm. crazy stalker. Uh, and he does some crazy stuff in the movie where you're just like, oh shit, like that's okay, that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm interested to see if it's still hold. If I still, mm-hmm. after watching it and after having a maybe more of an adult take on um, serious stuff, I don't know. Yeah. I saw this first when we were Probably kids, like seven. not kids, but. <laughs> Yeah, not, maybe like 13. I'd say maybe like yeah. 13, yeah. I don't know. It's one of these just random VHS tapes that we had, like um, The Mummy and uh, Wayne's World. You know, it was just mm-hmm. one of those ones that we just kind of kept coming back to. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested to see how it goes. I'm interested to see how much of this I remember from watching <laughs> it a couple months ago and if I still enjoy it as much as I did or mm. if I enjoyed it more. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, mm-hmm. let's watch this movie. Do it. <laughs> Before we watch the movie, a quick word from our sponsors. And now, our feature presentation. And we're back. Joe is still still under the weather and not with us. Mm -mm. So Mm -mm. we do not know what Joe thinks of this movie. But now I really want to know. Especially because he hadn't watched it. And I know he's also a big Jim Carrey fan. Yeah. So... So I am interested to see. All right, Amy. So what's your take on it? How did I, you feel? I think I love this movie even more than I did yes! the first time. Yes. Okay. Because I also so like. Fun. It's ultimate Jim Carrey. It's I think. Nonsense. It's Jim Carrey it's, nonsense, yeah, but in Jim the best Carrey way. Nonsense. And I feel like this is what a quarter of what he is doing in the new Sonic movies, which is literally mm-hmm. the only reason. Well, second reason that I go to see the <laughs> Sonic movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first reason is Sonic because you're a big furry and everyone's just, you know, yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. It's Ben Schwartz, yeah, you guys. I'm not ben a furry. Schwartz. Don't listen to Johnny. He's not a furry. <laughs> I just like the voice <laughs> that actor. That we know of. I'm just I just saying. like the voice actor and, and Andrew Selba in the new one. <laughs> That's fair enough. That's he's, fair enough. He's That's literally the best part of the new one. Um, but anyways, we're not talking about Sonic. We're talking about... Cable Guy! Did you see this? Well, obviously probably saw the Super Bowl commercial this year. The cable, bu- mm. the Verizon Cable Guy commercial. I, I don't think I did. Maybe? It sounds a little familiar. I, but... I was barely watching the Super Bowl. And I, as, as soon as this commercial came on, I was like, oh my God, it's the Cable Guy. Oh. He comes into the house. 
house and he does that sniffing around thing. Yeah, yeah, where he's like trying to find the sweet spot. And he yeah. sees the box on their TV table and says, where's the wires? How are you getting this? And it's basically <laughs> everything he predicts when they're on the satellite. Yeah, I mean, which is a cool thing, like watching it now. Because mm -hmm. I remember there's a specific line that he says uh, when he's Mortal when he Kombat with your friends in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's because at the time, I mean, I, I was a huge, I'm, I've always been a Mortal Kombat fan. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite fighting game. And so when I remember watching it and thinking, what? Playing Mortal Kombat yeah. with somebody at the same time. Is Mortal Kombat a co-op over the internet game? Or is it still, you have to be multiplayer on the console? Um, It's both. Well, it's both now because you okay. can just play online. Yeah, most fighting games you just play, you can play co-op on the couch or online. Mm -hmm. So you, you can, you can theoretically, you can play with your mm -hmm. friend in Vietnam, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Um, but I remember like that line specifically and I was like, huh, that's, that's kind of, that's pretty crazy. Uh, and then he even, he goes beyond that. Pretty soon every home in America will integrate their TV and phone and computer. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like, yeah, no, that's, that's our, yeah. it's our fucking cell phone. It's, it's. It's kind of crazy because um, this was in 96. There was actually a fun fact that said um, some of the cable guys' predictions about the future came true, like having internet, phone, and television through cable, as well as the ability to play video games online. And then I said that Verizon Internet Super Bowl commercial, which I think that whole commercial plays off of that line or that whole uh, thing that he sells yeah, the to whole, the um, whole Matthew Broderick and then later to Leslie Mann's character. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny because he, he, it's like a rehearsed bit that he just does. Yeah. Anytime. I mean, any, he has he's so like, many preferred customers. Yeah, people that he stocks. <laughs> yeah. Which, <laughs> which it's is so, it, that is something I noticed in this watch is there are mm -hmm. so many preferred customers at the party at Matthew Broderick's house. Yeah. How does he have time to stock all of them and stock Matthew Broderick and stock Leslie Mann. I don't think he stocks all of them. I think he does because I because I don't know maybe he does. I mean he doesn't have a job. Maybe so, it's I just mean, because Matthew Broderick kind of calls him friend. Yeah, I feel like he gives you know he definitely goes around giving people the cable. Yeah, uh, and and that's why they all like him. But I think he only like stocks a, a few of his cuss. I don't know. Um, but that's kind of the thing where it's like this movie doesn't really explain much, and it's like if you're looking for like, a plot, really, it doesn't really have one. It's about mm -hmm. Matthew Broderick. He just split up with his fiance, or his no, he asked he it's, asked her to marry him. He asked him, her to marry him, and she's like, no, no, too fast. And she buddy. was like freaked out, yeah, yeah, or some shit like that. And then they get into weird hijinks mm -hmm. with Jim Carrey being this weirdo. Some of my favorite bits, though, one oh, actually I want to speak just going back to the ending real quick. The ending when he says, "What's your real name?" Mm -hmm. and he goes, "Ricardo, Ricky Ricardo." And then you hear the I Love Lucy theme song. Yeah, and then the, uh, I was like, oh, that's uh, Joe and Amy would like this. Well, I have a fun fact that I pulled specifically for that. Okay, we can get to that later if yeah, you Yeah, I'll want. get that out later. But the thing I think the, I just mentioned earlier is that ending scene, though, when he's talking to the airlifting medic, mm -hmm. um, and, then, mm -hmm. and the guy calls him Buddy, and you see the yeah. thing in his face change. And I think that's the reason why he follows Matthew Broderick's character is because when Matthew Broderick's trying to get the free cable package mm -hmm. that Jackpot tells him to slip him the 50, and he kind of acts Buddy buddy with him mm -hmm. and i think that yeah when he says he says we're that... buddies we're friends yeah and he's like oh we're really friends and he's like yeah you know because he's trying to get him to get the thing mm -hmm. um, i think that's why the cable guy follows him around and gets really yeah. possessive of him <laughs> yeah god it's it's uh, i love this movie um another one of my favorite bits is the whole everything at medieval times yes oh my god i have another so fun fact about medieval fucking times good too. oh man every time i think about medieval times that's all i can think about and i love uh, so it, it happens a couple of times in the movie but um, 
where Jim Carrey is, he's singing or he's mouthing the, the music that's mm-hmm. playing in his head. And then the music actually starts playing in the movie when he's there fighting in the Medieval Times thing. And he's like, oh, this is just like Star Wars where, or not Star Wars, Star Trek, where Picard's, yeah. like, they got to fight Spock or whatever. And he starts doing like, yeah. <laughs> and then and, and and the actual music. Him, he calls him Chip. He's like, no, it's Spock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've oh, always man, wanted to go to Medieval there. Times, but well? I've never been able to go to. And there's this Medieval Times-esque place by the timeshare my parents have in Florida that's called mm-hmm. Arabian Nights. And mm-hmm. we would pass it every time we would come into the timeshare and there's this giant white horse outside of it. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go there. And we never went. I think it's a Middle Eastern Aladdin-y um, version of Medieval Times. Mm, it's too, too ethnic for you guys. That or I think it might have been closed <laughs> and it was just the building was there and they kept the name yeah. and it was just an empty building mm, i don't know because we That's never weird. saw anybody in the parking lot even at night you know when mm-hmm. medieval times or whatever would be open so mm-hmm. i think it was just a building was there a medieval times close to you guys i don't where, think so i don't kid? think i've okay. ever seen a medieval times building except for that one on is it a medieval times I don't know in Sherman Oaks by the park. You think about Castle Park? That's like Castle a, that's like Park. A, yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's like a. Of. It's different. Yeah, it's like a. It's mini like golf a mini golf place. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, there. So there is. So there is a medieval. I don't know if it's still there, but there is a medieval times out here in Buena Park next to uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we used to go to Knott's Berry Farm a lot as a kid because um, it, it was cheap. It was like the cheapest theme park you can go to. Yeah. Uh, at the time um it might still be i don't know i think there is still because i've seen people post pictures from there but that was two or three years ago before yeah the before world. i'm saying with with the with the covid stuff i don't know if it's still open or not but we i actually so i would pass by it all the time and i did always want to go into it yeah. too and i also never went the closest thing I, the only thing i know about medieval times is this movie really mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm wondering if medieval times is actually fun because again yeah. like the only really the only really idea that i have of it other than passing by i remember they would play commercials on tv mm-hmm. um and then this movie so that's where my frame of mind of for medieval times is that yeah you sit down eat a giant turkey leg and watch two people joust and that's about it maybe uh, i don't know that's that's <laughs> what that's all i think or know about it either yeah but that bit i, I just always love that bit whenever i think about this movie that that's the bit that immediately mm-hmm. comes to mind also the jim carrey car- karaoke scene where mm-hmm. he sings the jefferson airplane uh song that shit is funny and there's just so many bits because it is just jim carrey being crazy jim carrey but like sinister crazy yeah but with a little bit of fun like with a lot of fun a little bit of sinister you know yeah which is the opposite of the riddler like, yeah i feel like the riddler uh, is super sinister with a little bit of funny in there yeah it sort of reminds me of um him in um series of, of, of unfortunate events yes the mm-hmm. movie he's kind of but it's a little bit more uh cart not cartoony it's a little bit more Caricature? comedic yeah um in this one like the basketball scene i think is is mm-hmm. great which i have a fun <laughs> fact about the basketball scene too there's oh, some man. i uh, there were some great fun facts in here. Oh, nice. I'm glad you like this movie because watching it again, I was like, these are really funny to me, but I am, I can't, I have the nostalgia goggles on this shit. Yeah. I can't take them off. I just remember all the lines that we, he's, you know, he says, and we, I, we would just repeat them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the cable guy, when he, when he's having the dream, he's like, cable guy. That was, he's like, that hey. dream, that was the first it's part creepy. Where with the eyes. Yeah. He yeah. feels like the Riddler here. I keep bringing up the Riddler, yeah. but it's the best comparison I can make for his character. I can see it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, okay, I'm going now. Bye. <laughs> and then he like stomps away. Then he, comes back in oh man uh, i love that bit uh but you know what i did uh i sort of caught this time around mm-hmm. and I, I don't i don't think I, I noticed it before is just 
how many famous not famous actors but how Big many name actors I, that's something else well, that just I act, yeah famous people that you know from different things are in this movie as mm-hmm. bit characters and it makes sense because it's ben stiller and he was sort of around that alt comedy scene mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of just jack black obviously he's a friend kyle gas is also in it and they, yes. they do um, i noticed that they at the do, very um, end yeah yeah, yeah well, he's, he's watching the tv and he's the guy and he picks up the book <laughs> i love that bit yeah the tv goes up mm-hmm. his dad is george seagal yeah and then um his brother or brother-in-law is bob odenkirk uh and then in a yeah and then in another scene in the board meeting or whatever one of the guys is david cross Um, yeah um owen wilson's leslie man's date yeah yeah, her date yeah yeah and then janine garofalo's the uh the waitress at medieval times (gasps) andy Um, dick was the host yeah yeah he was the why uh why uh does he look so familiar for the longest yeah. time, I was like, that's Tom Green. But it no, wasn't, no, I was no. like, no, that's not Tom Green because he doesn't look that much like Tom Green. Yeah, but yeah, no, there's so many little, because they weren't big people in them, but they were coming up. And so it was interesting because the Bob Odenkirk one and the David Cross one, I didn't know. I knew Andy Dick and I knew um, uh, Kyle Gass. I remember those, mm-hmm. but I never, because the Bob Odenkirk only has one line and uh, what's D- David Cross has no lines. He's just in the background. But watching it this time, I was like, oh shit, there's, uh, there's David Cross. And then later I was like, oh shit, that's Bob Odenkirk. What the Fuck. That's the thing is, I thought while I was watching this, that looks like Bob Odenkirk. And then mm-hmm. I looked at it again, I'm like, no, that's not Bob Odenkirk. No, was, but I remember, yeah. I vividly remember when I first watched this, I was like, oh my god, Bob Odenkirk's in this. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered that yeah, well, when I was watching it. And then I looked at it mm-hmm. again, I'm like, I'm wrong because his hair was longer and totally different. Yeah, he looks way different. But I mean, he he looks different because he's got the really long hair, you know? Yeah. And he's younger and you're just not used yeah. to seeing him in that, that sort of way. Um, but it was great. And then Owen Wilson's really good as the douchey date yeah. guy. He reminded me a lot of his character in um, Meet the Fockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, wait, no, Meet the Parents. No, was, was he Meet the Parents? He was in Meet the Parents because not Meet the Fockers. Because Meet the Fockers was number two, I think. The second one, yeah, yeah. The one with... Uh, Barbara Streisand? Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Was, yeah, Dustin Hoffman and Barbara Streisand were the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he was the guy that Robert De Niro wanted his daughter to marry, not Ben Stiller. Yep, 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 yep. You're right. It's you're been right, so right. long since I've seen Meet the Parents. I know, it's been a while too. Did you have any favorite parts of this movie? Did you, Is there any parts that you liked or any um, parts that you didn't like, really? I did the password scene. I remember... The porno password? <laughs> oh my God. I am kind of with Matthew Broderick on that. Not, I would not play that with my family. <laughs> yeah, but no, my mom, if I had to say this to my mom... My mom would not be as cool as Matthew Broderick's mom. My mom would not want to say that. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I I'd feel maybe like... play it with friends or something, but not with my parents. Yeah. No, well, that sounds awful. But that is another one of the lines where we would always. The password is nipple. <laughs> the way he says that it's i know only jim carrey <laughs> so could say that <laughs> but it's so funny because he cause he's got the the um the lisp and mm-hmm. um well and it's also funny when they're on top of the um the satellite and he punches him oh, he's like steven, my lisp is gone steven my lisp steven. is gone and then he punches him <laughs> <Yeah>. again <laughs> you stupid son of a bitch <laughs> But one thing that I did not realize the first time I watched this or this time until I was going through the fun facts is Judd Apatow has an um, uncredited writing credit on this. He was part of the writing uh, Mm -hmm. for this. He has Mm -hmm. a script revision credit, but he's only a producer. And that's something that I would have loved to have seen Joe's take on Joe's take on because, you know, neither of us really like Judd Apatow. And I also did not realize that he wrote Heavyweights, which is another interesting fact that we may be brought up in the Heavyweights episode we did that completely forgot about. We sure, we did, because I I, would have brought it up. 
because I didn't know that. And, yeah. I, and I like Judd Apatow. You know, I like Judd Apatow. So yeah, watching it again this time mm-hmm. around, this this movie, uh, Cable Guy, um, I, I I was sort of aware of how much there isn't really a plot. He mm-hmm. sort of meets the Cable Guy, and then the Cable Guy just starts following him around, and you know, he just ends up being more in, uh, ingrained in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he goes crazy, and he's like kidnapping. Well, not kidnapping, but like, you know, he's he's taking um, Leslie Mann's character, mm-hmm. putting her in danger or whatever. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense there. And you're like, oh, what is, how does this guy keep mm-hmm. showing up into random people's houses if he doesn't work with the cable guy? What if he doesn't work for the cable company? But ultimately, uh, I think it's a fun performance by Jim yeah. Carrey. And it's a lot of fun, even though it's... It's pretty dark because there really is no redeeming quality here. There's nothing to really be happy about at the end of the movie. He's just yeah. gonna stalk somebody else. But um, I mean, it's just funny. It just makes me laugh, and I can't, I can't unsee, I can't un, I can't take the goggles off basically. But I can understand mm-hmm. why people didn't like it at the time and why people wouldn't like it now. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that you liked it. Yeah, that's another thing because Joe likes a movie that has the story, and I feel like he may not have liked this. Yeah, I'm also I'm also very curious to know because it's also kind of a dumb fun mm-hmm, that Joe mm-hmm. like has one been of the reasons... known to not be a fan of. Yeah, Joe's not a fan of fun. It is. Uh, that's what's enjoyable about mm-hmm. this movie is that it's really it's really stupid. The whole basketball scene, incredibly stupid. There's yeah. no there's literally no reason for it. But I love when he's just like feed me the rock and. Yeah. Slow motion and he does the dunk <laughs> and the whole rims shatters it reminds me of another ben stiller movie i don't think he directed it but he starred in it with uh, jennifer aniston called along came polly oh and yeah, there's yeah, this I one like where um oh the philip seymour hoffman yeah the philip yeah. seymour hoffman and he jumps up and it's just this sweaty hairy body goes down ben stiller's face <laughs> and yeah, i haven't yeah. seen that movie in forever i had it on dvd and i think it got scratched and i couldn't fix it oh, and i'm shit, so sad sucks. because i haven't been able to watch it in so long but that scene always sticks out to me yeah, no, yeah. I, I do like along came polly that was a pretty good movie. Yeah, it was a good one. Actually, I don't, I don't know if it's still good. I might, Maybe might we should add to the list because that was one that yeah. I loved. I yeah, love no, that it's, I mean, it's, it is really good. I mean, some memories of Seymour, Philip Seymour Hoffman, especially because he was known for a lot of dramatic roles. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if a, it was a more, then. A little bit more serious. Kind of yeah, yeah, and he and he's real, real fucking goofy in this one, in that Hilarious. one, and it, it was it was really good. You know, the thing that I I kind of uh, I got a little bit more of an appreciation this mm-hmm. time watching this movie is there's just so much um, because I work at Shout mm-hmm. and I'm sort of mm, exposed to more uh, classic TV. You know, you know, yeah. I don't really like classic TV, but uh, because I have a little bit more of an understanding of it since last time I saw this movie, I definitely had no reference for the sitcom stuff he mentions besides the the I Love Lucy one because mm-hmm. my my aunt used to really love that show my three sons and bewitched and all that stuff i don't really have a huge frame of reference for it mm-hmm. but I, I got a little bit more understanding because of my little bit more knowledge of classic tv yeah and i and i did like that you had asked earlier one thing that i liked slash dis or or disliked and it's the mm-hmm. sweet brothers the whole trial mm-hmm. thing i love it but I also it just feels kind of something that was thrown in there just to give ben stiller his cameo i mean mm. it, there isn't really it could be taken out and nothing everything would be fine yeah, and like that I mean, scene definitely... where the the cable cuts off in the middle of the mm-hmm. reveal of the guilty or not guilty verdict that could have been a mother tv show and you just see tvs going off across the city or whatever but yeah. as a true crime fanatic if that was real i would have eaten that shit up i think um it sort of it 
it's I, I'm pretty sure it's trying because this this came out in '96, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it's it's like a commentary on the OJ trial. Yeah, that's what like, I was thinking. Because the OJ trial was a big media thing, as, you know, and that was '95, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm pretty sure I also sort of because you're right that you can take all that stuff out and and it wouldn't change the film at all. But I do the thing that I sort of don't like about it. It's sort of a heavy-handed commentary about you know society and its addiction to media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that and it doesn't really quite work as well. I think it's funny because. I'm saying it's Ben Stiller when they play the phone call of him calling the police after he mm-hmm. shot his brother or whatever that shit just always makes me laugh and I like the bit at the end where, where Kyle, Kyle Gass just picks up the book and it's like oh oh, oh it's a book Did yeah you know, and then like the, almost the middle of the I know, book I know he, he flips like a book. random yeah it's so fucking funny it makes no goddamn sense. But yeah, man, this movie. I'm, I'm glad you liked it because mm-hmm. I was, I was, while I was watching it, I'm like, if I was watching it, I didn't know that you, I thought you hadn't seen it before either. Well, yeah, I mean, I hadn't when we first picked the movie, but then yeah, I realized yeah. when we were picking what movie we would watch this week, mm-hmm. I have seen this a while back. Yeah. And I was thinking, because every time we watch a movie that I pick especially, I'm trying to see it through your guys' eyes. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, I'm really interested in Joe's take because I feel like a lot of it is dumb fun uh, and it's just Jim Carrey being wacky and... And I'm wondering if if that worked for him or not. So I, yeah, because you know. he didn't like the Grinch. No, we haven't done the Grinch yet. We're doing that for Christmas. Spoiler alert: We're doing Grinchmas oh. for Christmas I thought we, this year. I thought we did, but uh, maybe not. We didn't. Well, no, we did there's records of it. Events, I don't <laughs> think he liked Jim Carrey in that, did he? No. no. I mean, I, I, don't, love, I don't think I like. I, I don't think I like Jim Carrey in that one. I love uh, that movie. Yeah. That is a childhood yeah. staple for me well that's fair enough Uh, one more thing before i get to the fun facts um the party how did none of his neighbors get upset at that karaoke or the noise from the party because (laughs) i can hear when one of my neighbors playing electric guitar or electric bass or something i can hear the vibrations from his amp and it's not that loud but i can hear it and it's annoying no oh maybe maybe uh maybe he's got thick walls maybe Maybe. So, you ready for some fun facts and recastings? I got some recastings. Ooh, yeah. Let's hear them. All right. Uh, the filming of the scene in which the cable guy plays basketball became obvious that Jim Carrey could barely dribble basketball, never mind make a basket. So, Ben Stiller had Carrey mime the action without a ball, and VFX added in the basketball in post-production. That's hilarious. So, it's, so it's fake I had, basketball? I had pulled that I had seen that fun fact before I started watching. So, when he's juggling oh. the basketballs, I was trying to watch to see if they looked real or if they looked mm-hmm. added in and they looked real which is insanely yeah. great effects for 96 yeah, yeah. And they must have gotten the great. jurassic park effects guy. <laughs> the dra- yeah yeah they were like we need the jurassic park's effects guy for this five minutes of movie <laughs> yeah because <laughs> jim carrey can't dribble a basketball <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah when Jim Carrey was negotiating his $20 million salary for the film, he insisted that his attorney and managers all wear Ace Ventura dressing gowns so as to not lose their sense of perspective. Nice. That's a power move. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, ben Stiller shot many scenes in the f- uh, in the film that dealt with the more extreme aspects of the cable guy's performance twice. Once with a mild and more comedic slant and once with a darker and more violent, angrier one. Mm. So we could have gotten a much darker version of this movie. Yeah. And now I, I wonder I if they have like worked. they probably don't, but I would love to see that alt cut as a bonus feature on a Blu-ray hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a director trademark. I pulled this for Joe. It Ben Stiller has a director trademark of using Star Trek. So the medieval night scene reenacting Star Trek among time. That's mm-hmm. uh, I guess I didn't realize that that was a Ben Stiller trademark because I don't remember that in. Well, oh no, wait, using... never mind. He didn't do heavyweights. 
I keep thinking no, he directed no. Heavyweights. No, he's just in it. <laughs> um, two more fun facts. Uh, in Germany, the cable guy's nickname, Ricky Ricardo, was replaced with Fred Flintstone. With that, the imitation of Dad's Nurnaz's laugh is replaced with Yabba Dabba Doo. This is because unlike the Flintstones, I Love Lucy never aired in Germany. What? That's crazy. That's just, I guess, I, yeah, I mean, you know. It, it, it makes sense. It's just a huge show in TV history. So mm. you would think that it would just be everywhere, but I guess not. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then the medieval times scene uh, where the cable guy asks for Stephen's chicken skin and then performs his Silence of the Lambs impression was all improvised. During one take, Jim Carrey asked for the chicken skin out of nowhere and after doing the Silence of the Lamb bit, Ben Stiller loved it and wanted to keep it in the film even though it wasn't in the script. If you look at Matthew Broderick's face during the scene, you can tell he's cracking up. His reaction is a genuine laugh. I, I did notice that, that he is laughing at it because I remember that scene where he does that bit. I don't think it's supposed to be humorous to Matthew Broderick's character. I think it's supposed mm. to be oh this guy's a freak but watching it this time around i'm like oh he, he seems yeah. like he does genuinely like it but i guess that was an actual reaction of yeah. uh matthew broderick because jim carrey is just being a, a nutball That's yeah it is. reminds me of uh that scene from the office where dwight cuts off the dummy's face during cpr class oh <laughs> yeah um so recastings for the cable guy so the mm, part of the cable guy originally was written for chris farley but due to scheduling conflicts he had to decline the role so we could have huh. gotten chris farley Instead of Jim huh, Carrey. Huh. Now that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Adam Sandler was considered for the role of the cable guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I can kind of. I can see that. Mm-hmm. And then finally, this is the only film Ben Stiller has directed where he has not played a main character as well. He played the Sweet Brothers in this. He did, however, originally plan to play the cable guy, but decided against it during filming. Hmm. Probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Ben Stiller could have pulled this off. Well, he's just not. Well, I think I, I think, think Farley could have pushed it off well as Jim yes. Carrey or well, Adam be, Sandler. I would even say Adam Sandler. I think even still is because the character relies on him being sort of crazy, but still likable in a weird mm -hmm. way because he's Jim Carrey you know yeah. I think Jim Carrey just got that ability to him uh, where he's doing these things when he first shows up and he's like hey, maybe I shouldn't have come at all jerk off <laughs> he's like I'm just playing with you yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing with you man um, I think Jim Carrey can pull it off because we have this uh, idea of you know, Jim Carrey, especially this was in 96, right? He had just yeah. been coming off his heavy hitters, a mask and liar, liar. And mm -hmm. oh, well, maybe, well, maybe liar, liar, liar oh. might have been after. I don't know. After, but it was, yeah, the mask in Ace Ventura, um, obviously. Mm -hmm. So, so there is a likability to him. And I think Chris Farley could have also maybe pulled it off. I don't know if Chris Farley could have pulled off the more sinister aspect of it. Um, yeah, he's too much of a cuddly bear kind of. A little yeah. bit, yeah, yeah. But it would have been interesting to see. I would, I would, I would have, I would have been interested to see that. I think he could maybe, maybe yeah. I think it's up. also the almost because Chris Farley, I think, wouldn't have towered over Matthew Broderick as much because mm, Jim Carrey is mm. this lanky, tall figure in comparison to Matthew Broderick. Yeah, yeah. So he he kind of has this weird stature over him that makes him maybe a little mm. bit more menacing. Yeah, yeah. I never, not, I never really thought about that, but you're right. I, I, the only reason I'm thinking about that is there's this image on IMDb where it's the two of them next to each other and Matthew Broderick's almost a head short than Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, so, Johnny, does this hold up? Yes. I say yeah. I mean, <laughs> but then again, I, I'm I'm recommending this with pure nostalgia goggles on. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're probably a better judge of, of if it holds up or not. But yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I fucking laughed the whole time because it just, because I mean, there's things that I just remember like so well. I remember yeah. this movie so well. Even though I hadn't seen it in a really long time, I just remembered all the lines and everything, everything that happened. And I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
The only thing that really changed on, on rewatch was spotting those uh, background actors, background characters that are bigger now, Bob yeah. Odenkirk and David Cross. But everything still landed for me, and I ultimately, I like this movie. It's mm -hmm. not for everybody, but it's definitely... Definitely for me. Mm -hmm. I think the only people who it wouldn't hold up for are Gen Zers who didn't grow up with having cable oh, or having yeah. to sit in. Huh. You can only watch certain things at certain times. Yeah, yeah. There is something. Because now to you it. can stream everything. Uh -huh. Or it also, I think you grew up as a latchkey kid like I did, where mm -hmm. you would come home from school and your mom would be at work and you, it was basically like the TV was your babysitter, kind of the way it was for Jim Carrey's character. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not always, but yes, I definitely on weekends when my mom would work. Mm -hmm. it was just me and the TV. So yeah. yeah, that's basically how I babysat my sisters when I was mm -hmm. uh, growing up is we would just sit there and watch PBS because that's all we had. The TV was our babysitter. And <laughs> yeah. I don't think a lot, I think a lot of Gen Z kids just come home and they're on their phones or they're on their computer watching YouTube or Netflix or HBO or whatever is available to them. Yeah, it's much more personalized, whereas before mm -hmm. it was sort of like uh, a thing that you sort of gathered around. Whereas yeah. like now it's all just kind of everyone's in their own little world with their phone. Mm -hmm. But um, I do think it still holds up as a funny movie. So I think if... Maybe if a Gen Z kid watches, they may find it funny, but they may not understand a lot of the references or cultural memes within the movie. Yeah. The context of yeah. it. Yeah. I guess that's right. I never really thought about it from that perspective, but you might be right. Huh. It, is Interesting. it is classic Jim Carrey, though, and I'm glad that with Sonic, he is coming back to this. Yeah. Although, didn't he say like Sonic was his, his Yeah, his Sonic 2, I think, apparently would be his last role. I'll be very sad. Very interesting. I, I love performances like these from him. Yeah. These really weird ones. Yeah. And he had started uh, coming back to that. Now he's going to stop. Well, well, I mean, he seems like he seems kind of a weird dude in general. He's always seemed like a weird dude, but like, since he's got older, I don't know. He, you know, he's got his crazy theories about vaccines or whatever. And Isn't he married to, not Jenny McCarthy. They were Jenny married. Jenny McCarthy's married they to were, the Wahlberg guy. I don't know. They were. I mean, I know they were like together for like a bit. I don't know who he's married to now. Um, but anyways listener let us know what do you think have you seen the cable guy do you like it do you not let us know why why not on twitter instagram at nostalgitis n-o-s-t-a-l-g-i-t-i-s or nostalgiaeffectpod at gmail.com and don't forget to be kind and rewind yeah yeah and don't be mean to your cable guy <laughs> not that anybody knows what cable. the cable guy is anymore nobody's got everyone's cutting cable all right there's no reason to have it anymore <laughs>